For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm John Swain, and today in the studio, I have Dr. Aaron Miller, and he's here today to give us a peek of his new music and album from his band, The Kindness. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Aaron Miller. Yeah, my pleasure. I am so excited to hear this um, album of <laughs> this music that you guys are releasing. This is like the first album that the band is releasing, correct? That's correct. Yes. We recorded this back in 2021. Nice. This is um, this is great. What was the hesitation to releasing it? What was the process of, you know, making sure it was mastered correctly? And, you know, take me through that process. So the process um, wasn't necessarily delayed by any, by any means. Um, we recorded in November of 2021. So really... We had all of 2022 and some of 2023 getting it um, produced and, and mastered and everything. Um, the big part is that you'll hear in the album, Jens um, has done a ton of post-production on all of the music. So if you hear us live, uh, you'll hear the trio, and, and sometimes we'll use a little bit of effects uh, here and there <clears throat> on the music. But in this album, um, it's definitely a little more produced, and there's more post-production there's been added layers and and other effects and sounds like that um the big thing that jens has done is a process called re-amping or in other words you take the signal and you run it through an amplifier add some effects but then you re-mic the amplifier and capture it again so it's kind of like an analog way of of adding um, additional effects to the track and so you'll hear that quite a bit in in especially the first six tracks those are all ones that we recorded in the studio in 2021, and then Jens has added uh, those effects afterwards. So this is the first one we got here, uh, How Did the Rose. Tell me a little more about that. Yeah, so this song, um, How Did the Rose, is written by our pianist, Justin Nielsen, and he based it off of a uh, poem um, that was uh, it, it's describing you know how does the rose bloom how does it how does it come into being and um, it's a beautiful beautiful song uh, that is based on a beautiful poem so um, with this one you'll hear when we recorded it we played very lightly and very quietly which then allows um, a lot of post-production where you can like push the levels a little bit using compression and stuff like that and so there's actually quite a bit of compression I know on the bass and I believe on the drums, but I don't want to speak too much to like what's actually been done on everything. Um, but you'll hear a little bit of delay as well in the piano. So um, I think the most interesting parts of the track come into the transitions in and out of the chorus. And so I'm going to be quiet and let you hear that part. So. You can hear some ambient sounds in the background as well. Those are all added afterwards. And then coming up, you'll hear a drop in that sound. That was a smooth drop. I like that. 
yeah. So, so again, these are the kind of things that Jens did, you know, in the post where he's adding more layers to the compositions, more layers to the uh, to the tracks that that create a little more interest than what we can do just as a trio. Um, going along with that, you know, when we were talking about recording. I remember having a distinct discussion with Jens where, where, you know, we were talking and he's like, well, he goes, um, tell me about the last jazz album that you listened to that you were like, I just really was totally interested by the, by the album and the sound. And I was like, well, there is, you know, I had a one or two that, that came to mind, but kind of the gist of the conversation is that in, in a big way, jazz albums have kind of, it's kind of like classical records where like, if you by a symphony or like a, a recording of a symphony there's kind of an expectation of what it's going to sound like and with acoustic jazz there's definitely an expectation of how it's going to sound in the studio and we intentionally were trying to avoid that as as part of the this project and so um more <clears throat> more important to us was that it was interesting than that it was um within the uh, expectations. So we, we were not trying to create something that sounded like all the other jazz albums. So You guys definitely have a unique sound, and you know either if it's recorded or live, it's just something amazing to experience, and I love it. This next um, song that we're going to listen to, you wrote called Tiny Warrior. Can you give me that? once again, that process of creating this music and, you know, just going through that process of uh, maybe just putting it all together and giving your ideas to Jens and Justin as you guys were forming this uh, particular song. Sure. So on Tiny Warrior, this one actually was inspired um, in 2020 uh, during COVID, actually. So... During COVID, our good friend, who actually was the uh, recording engineer on this album, John Armstrong, um, he and his wife Erin had their um, son, Breen. He's their second child. And Breen was born, man, I want to say at 23 weeks. Like super, super premature. Yeah. Super, super early. That is early. And it was scary. And so, you know, for weeks and weeks, you know, we're, we're dealing with the issues of the pandemic and trying to understand, you know, how to manage all of that. And I'm reading these up, these uh, uploads and, and posts that, that both John and Aaron were making, talking about their experience. And John had a specific post where he was talking about <clears throat> sitting in the room um, with his son, who was all you know, hooked up to ventilators and things like that to just, just to keep him going. And, um, and he was talking about how, you know, he was reflecting on this idea of breath. Now, John, he grew up in a, in a home there where their faith tradition was Buddhism. And so he would, you know, he's, he does a lot of, um, meditation and, and things like that. And we've talked about those things and, and he finds a lot of peace in that. And, and one of those elements is breathe, breathing, right, and the breath. And so when you're in a meditative state, you're trying to just focus on that and let it come in, let it come out, and not really, you know, you want to just be kind of passive and, and, and be open to what happens. And he was juxtaposing that to this machine that was forcing his child to breathe, right, and, and keeping him alive. 
And there would be times when he would fight against that, where, where his little body would try to breathe and the machine would make him breathe. And, and it was just, you know, it was kind of this really painful thing, but he ended it with this idea of, um, of him being a tiny warrior and, and he kind of signed off on that. And so, uh, in that way. And so I had, I had just read the post and we were actually getting ready for a combos concert. We were doing a sound check and I sat down at the piano and wrote it out and it was, you know, it, it came really quickly. But if you'll go back to the melody, one of the things that you'll listen to or notice is that there is kind of like this, this upheaval or this fight for, for rhythm and, and balance. Um, so musicians will notice that there are beats missing on occasion <laughs> through here. Um, so that's, that's that breath element. And, and I don't usually like try to be too like direct about where I'm pulling from sources, but it just made sense in this one where it was kind of this constant fight. So... The other thing you'll hear throughout the album and you'll notice on on our tracks is that we have a mix of um, keyboards that we used. So some of the tunes were recorded on a grand piano, like the first one, uh, How Did the Rose. Uh, Faithless was recorded on a grand piano. Um, let's see if I can remember them all. Uh, I think, yeah, and then um, The Path. I think we're all recorded on a grand piano. And then some were recorded on a Rhodes, which is what this one was recorded on. Um, so we had this one, I believe. Um, hmm. See, and I can't remember now off the top of my head. So this is really great content for your listening audience, <laughs> listening to me remember. Um, yeah, there, there was. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's it on the. Uh, there maybe a feeling. I can't remember if that one was on the Rhodes or on on an upright piano. So then the the third piano that we recorded on was an upright piano where Jens had taken felt and put it between the hammers and the strings and so you get this muted sound that you'll hear in some of the other tracks. It actually comes in at the end of this track. Um, you'll hear that muted piano sound as well in the transition at the end. So, Yeah, I mean, it makes a difference for me as a you know fan. <laughs> I feel like it, it puts soul into the music and man, the emotions that you guys feel while playing it has to be incredible. Oh, thank you. Uh, this next song called is well, this next song is called Faithless. Can you tell us a little more about why it's called that? And yeah. well, you know, I mean, we all we all uh, we all have different faith journeys and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. This is actually the oldest tune. I I think I wrote this back in two thousand and nine. So it's it's a very very old one. But um, no, with this, it just I was I was struggling with some things at that time, and and it was just a way of kind of like dealing with with uh, with some pain. Um, but you know, that's the joy of art is that we get to kind of express something, 
and then we can move on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we don't have to, we don't have to let, uh, that, um, experience or things that, that we're going through kind of completely define us or, or over, overtake our lives. And I think in art, sometimes we're able to work that out, um, and work through maybe some of the struggles that we're having and come out on the other side, a, a better person. So. I mean, now that you brought it up, I mean, I, I feel like jazz and blues, you're going to hear those sorrows, that sorrowful uh, music. Is there a time at all, I mean, that you find happiness within that release of that, you know, that, well, those as sad a, emotions? Yeah, as a band, we, we often joke that... Um, this is our our mental health therapy is when we <laughs> when we play together <laughs> so <laughs> so uh you know it it's cheaper than uh, than paying for counseling although counseling is also important and uh, and and absolutely something that that I ascribe to but um with my uh with the trio though you know we we do joke that it is the evening when you come to our concerts it's an evening of catharsis and so you know we're not we're not backing away or shying away from the we know that we find the emotion and sometimes we like turn the knife and keep turning the knife and just like you kind of have to just either hold on or or not and you know for me that's that's always been the kind of music that I enjoy the most which is music that challenges the listener to either sit with it or completely reject it and move on, you know. <laughs> so it's like it's like a quick sort for those that that are either going to enjoy the music or not. But um, I, I do think that there is something for everybody in this album for sure. I agree with that so much. <laughs> <laughs> now right. on this one, um, if you let it go for just a little bit longer, yeah. There's a little bit more interesting things going on because, like, I'm playing upright bass on here, but if you listen to the whole track, it's going to sound like I'm playing electric because, again, Jens did that reamping thing, um, and he's running a ton of distortion on it. The other thing that you hear, if you listen closely, is that there's multiple pianos. And how did you guys do that? So, <laughs> well, that was an over uh, that was an overdub. So that was a, a in post. That was there was a second track laid down over the top of the first one. And so you'll hear kind of that competition. But the whole point is like, again, going back to the idea of the song, Here's that's where the, the bass kind of gets pushed beyond the sound of an upright. And the other thing uh, <clears throat> is that, you know, it, it just goes in line with this idea of like, you know, when you're pushed to the limit and, and you don't feel like there is light at the end of the tunnel and things like that. I mean, that's what this whole, that's what this whole song is really supposed to express. Um, and it, uh, it definitely has the weight of that. Um, but it shouldn't be something that you listen to and you're like, well, that was easy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but it definitely, it, I hope it, I hope it's interesting to people. And, and hopefully again, like I said, I hope it brings catharsis for, for people that are struggling. So this is definitely taking me through an emotional journey, <laughs> but it's good. You know, it, it's in a way. I get a little deep with the music. So, you know, I, I imagine a story, something, you know, um, of someone going through something. They're <laughs> starting off, you know, really in this darkness, but, you know, there's light at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's really nice. I love it. 
So this next one we're going to listen to is called I Can't Take You With Me, done by Jens Karras. Karras, uh-huh. And um, he's an amazing <laughs> uh, architect, I can even say, yeah. when it comes to creating songs. Can you take me through his process of just, you know, creating different music? So I can't necessarily tell you his process because I'm not completely aware of what he does. <laughs> um, I, I can tell you what he's done in our interactions and kind of what I've observed. Um, first thing is that Jens, for the last you know, 15, 20 years, has been living the life of a singer-songwriter, and he's been writing music and performing music, um, uh, making his living just as a musician. He, he would, he's not like Justin and I where we settled down, had families, and and taught and then and then performed on the side as much as we could because we had to uh and wanted to you know um but yeah Jens um actually has a really you should check out his um his solo work where he's he's got quite a few albums i think he's got i'm not even going to say it right i i believe there's four there could be more um i know he has a new release coming out as well and uh and those are all of him singing and and then um you know, depending on the album, um, he'll do a lot of overdubs and things like that. And it just, it, the production on it is, is phenomenal. Um, so in this one, again, it goes on, on this idea when, when we've talked about it, um, and I'll try to capture what he said. I, I apologize, Jens, if I don't get this right. Um, but you know, in everybody's life, there comes a time when you have to go do things alone. And so this kind of captures that feeling of like having someone that you can't bring with you through whatever path or journey you have to go experience. Um, so I can't take you with me is, is based on that. Now this one was recorded again, like I said, on that upright piano. You're going to hear some interesting sounds in the piano. Um, but the other thing is that we're <clears throat> with this one, one of the things that Justin and I talked about before Jens had moved up to Idaho was that we wanted a trio that we could explore the really, really soft spaces in music and that it didn't always have to be high energy and loud and bombastic and things like that. And, uh, and so when Jens moved here, we were so excited because playing with him was that feeling. The other thing that's like really fascinating about this track to me are these spaces of silence that we leave in between the phrases. Uh, which is a little bit uncommon, especially in jazz and popular music. Um, and so you'll hear that on these transitions between uh, the opening statement and then the bridge, which we're on right now. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful construction. Um, again, definitely leaning into that feeling of catharsis and, uh, <laughs> and, and looking for that, uh, that release that, that you get when you listen to, to music. But here, you know, you'll hear a nice release right here as well. Um, I'm going to stop talking though so you can listen to a little bit of it. I would let this play until it goes to the, to the top of the form again.
song kind of gives me like a little insight that you know there's so much going on in the world there's so many distractions that you know uh, there's clearly something that will keep us in that focus and on that same path or direction that we need to be on and Oh no! Like I said, I like to get deep <laughs> with songs and stuff like that. So that kind of just reminded me of that. Um, we're gonna go into um, this for Gary song, oh, yeah. which Justin Nielsen, um, you know, um, made. Uh, this one's actually mine. This is yours. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm yeah, so, so sorry. So about Justin that. wrote, "How did the rose?" and Jen's wrote. Can't take you with me. The rest are all my okay. Yep. I'm so sorry no, about okay. that. Um, who's Gary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Gary Peacock uh, was a bassist that uh, heavily influenced my development when I was younger. Um, I actually did my master's thesis on him and was able to kind of interact with him during that time, do some interviews and get to know him. And uh, so this is just a tune that I dedicated to him wrote it about the same time when he passed away a couple years ago so Was that added into that background, like alien? So again, I, I mean, like, no, I think, just... I think, just, just remember when we recorded, it was just the three of us, you know, and so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of post production on every track for sure that you're hearing. The only one that that did not happen on is the final one, which was the path, and that's just a, that's just a standard jazz trio with no overdubbing. So yes, this one has, this one has quite a few extra. Uh, elements added to it so synth sounds and and things like that were overdubbed afterwards and on this one we kind of have an interesting solo section where um, I'll actually be playing the bass with a bow and we ran it through distortion and other things it, it creates a very different sonic texture and things like that i think i think you'll enjoy the solo section which is coming right up um maybe we let everybody hear just a little bit of that but <clears throat> and again we're we're always looking for new sounds and new experiences new feelings with the with the music that we're trying to create so Thank you. 
So yeah, so that, this is the return of the, the melody at the end. And yeah, it's kind of, that one, that one we were still exploring, you know, how this typically happens with tunes that, that we all write is, is we write them, we bring them into the band. And a lot of times it's an exploration of how it's actually going to work with the trio, you know, and this one changed multiple times, <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> it was one that we really had to explore, um, and, and find, you know, how is it going to live? What was the solo section going to actually look like? As opposed to, you know, you'll notice that that one, we did not return to the form and we didn't create, you know, that, that kind of, uh, yeah, that I've got distracted now. by the oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> so, so yeah, but, but yeah, with that one, you know, with all of these tunes, you know, they kind of live this life where we bring them in, we workshop them in the band, and then sometimes it's even different when we go to the recording studio, we change it even even more. So I know with that one, I remember it was pretty fresh in our minds of how we were going to do it because we had just kind of put it together, I think two days before in a concert uh, that we played in Twin Falls of like what it was going to actually look like for the form and, the, and that. So Yeah. It definitely sounds like you guys, as much as you're exploring, you're having fun with it. And that's really important. I feel like as a, a group, you know, coming together, especially with the chemistry and history that you guys have. So we have Safiling mm -hmm. playing right now. Um, any interesting <laughs> background? Well, I mean, you know, that. not every track has to have a story. This no, one actually absolutely. is really, really quite basic. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's one that I wrote, and it was just kind of an, an easy one. You'll notice that most of our tunes are not happy. <laughs> uh, this one is. This one's very happy. Um, and uh, it, it, it actually there was there was one time I was observing Justin teach a lesson. He was talking about this idea of <clears throat> how music can take um, our, our, our biggest pains or our suffering and convert that into healing. And so that's where the title comes from, is Safiling. And, and which, again, sounds like other things too, like it's a feeling is what it sounds like or, you know, that type of thing. So this, this Safiling comes out of that idea of, you know, bringing your your pains and your your issues and things to to a space where you can let it go and and find some some healing through the music specifically so yeah can you tell me uh more about this album release when it's officially out where people can find it sure. and what the band has coming up next sure so specifically um the release date is the 17th of September, so it's coming right up. Um, it is available right now on um, Bandcamp for pre-order. Now, I don't, I mean, you can get it on all the, it'll be on all the streaming services and, and available in all spaces. So, like, you can, if you want to go onto iTunes, you can get it there. You can get it on Spotify. Um, we do use Bandcamp, and I try to push people in that direction if they want to buy the album and support the trio because Bandcamp has the highest return for musicians. Um, they take a pretty small cut over the top and, and they kind of promote it. The other thing is, is if you buy it on the first Friday of the month, they don't even take a fee. So like 100% of what you pay for goes to the musicians. So that's that's something that, um, that I try to push. But again, if you're just interested in checking out some tunes and things like that, right now, if you pre-order it on, on Bandcamp, you get access to four of the tracks. 
and then the rest of them will drop on the on the 17th or 19th whatever that Sunday is I think it's 17th <laughs> so I should know these things um, and then yeah it's the 17th anyway and then uh, and but like I said you know it'll be available at that point you you can purchase it on iTunes you can purchase it on um, on Spotify I don't know what other ones people listen to music on it'll be on YouTube music it'll be on all the ones that you can think of it'll stream on Pandora it'll stream on any of the streaming services as well so all the all the tubes all the links all of them you can get it everywhere (laughs) that is great and I know that you guys normally have a performance at least once a semester yeah we try to do that once a semester is that coming up for the fall semester it is it is on Friday the 22nd okay and uh, it'll be in the in the snow ensemble hall where we typically perform um, which is room 181 and uh, it's going to be a great great time we're going to be joined by Sam True this time too so she kind of represents uh, the direction that we're probably going in our in for our next um, project. Um, so it'll be a mixture of tracks from the album, like tunes from the album that we'll perform live, and new tunes that we've worked on that we're gonna hopefully try to record with Sam in the future. So coming up. Well, thank you, Dr. Miller, for joining me today and giving us a sneak peek on the new album, which I'd even ask, is there a name or title? It's self-titled. It's self-titled. The Kindness. kindness. Yep, exactly. Love it. Love it. Well, once again, thank you for your time, and I hope you guys enjoy this lovely music, and please come out, support the Kindness Trio. Thank you so much, John. Indeed. Indeed.